AZ. Yes. War. War never changes. <laughs> Big explosion. <laughs> Welcome to the Fluent Nerd, a not so serious discussion on all things nerdy. I'm Z. I'm Neil. This is a show where we discuss our love hate relationship with the most famous and infamous franchises, movies, shows, and games of the nerd world. And this week we're talking about Fallout 3. Fallout 3. Specifically, Fallout 3. There's a lot more in this universe, but we're going to focus today's discussion. So, yeah, Fallout 3. And uh, the first set, you know, we're talking about the, uh, the plot. So Fallout 3, you start off as a, um, you're called the Lone Wanderer. You start off in a place called Vault 101. Vault being a kind of a self-explanatory term. It's a big underground bunker thing, base, home, building, where folks who ran there after something called the Great War several hundred years before, uh, you are starting out there, you can start off a kid, kind of grow up there, then you have to escape from the vault. Your dad goes on the run. And the vault doesn't like that, so they chase you out of the vault. And who's your dad? Your dad is voiced by Liam fucking Neeson. Why gone Jen. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Grandfather to Anakin? Can we say that? Something like that. Yeah. At um, least the creepy uncle. Yeah, see. <laughs> he so did they, purchase him. <laughs> he did purchase him. So <laughs> By deceitful means. Dark side? He did manipulate the dice. Ooh. He was a great Jedi. Did he did he make Anakin dark side? I mean, he's at least 80% responsible. We're crossing our wires here. At least 80% responsible. (laughs) But Liam Neeson's in the game for probably, I don't know, 20 minutes. (laughs) And then then he runs away. Oh, yeah. No, he comes up at the end again. But (laughs) Yeah, yeah. for, again, like five minutes. Um, So your dad, Liam Neeson, runs out of the vault, which no one's supposed to do. So you go running after him. It's supposed to be impossible. It's supposed to be impossible. (laughs) But, spoiler alert, it's not. Yeah. Yeah. and then you get to rise in the Capital Wasteland, which is the post-apocalyptic land of Washington, D.C. Also, Tunnel Snakes rule. Tunnel Snakes rule. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't know, you should. Yeah. <laughs> oh, if you haven't played Fallout 3, you're going to be lost during this conversation. Sorry, not sorry. Yeah. <laughs> but as you escape into the Capital Wasteland, you find yourself, you know, you're an 18-year-old kid trying to find your dad, but you get jumped into a bunch of drama between a bunch of different warring factions. Like... What? I was going to make a joke. I'm not going oh. to. <laughs> so, so you're going out there to find your dad, and then you find folks like the Brotherhood of Steel, like a pseudo-religious, knightly, army, kind of power armor. They're also just massive assholes, usually. Bunch of dicks. Yeah. yeah. They're Bunch obsessed of- with getting um, pre-war technology, but they don't want anyone else to use it. Yeah. And then they also blame pre-war technology for the end of the world, which it did, but the but then they're trying to save it. Yeah, so I think their thing is they're trying to accumulate it so other people can't use it to That's how I feel repeat. about money. Money's evil, so just give it all so to So just me. give it all to Z and yeah. me. If I have all the money, then you guys can't do anything bad with it. Yeah, only we can do things bad with it. <laughs> <laughs> with blackjack and hookers. <laughs> 
so the, these are uh, like an East Coast version of the Brotherhood of Steel. If you're any familiar with Fallout, you know why that's different and anything. Then you run into a bunch of raiders, which are practically just Mad Max tweakers, like you know, like potheads and raiders are. Uh, they wear kink clothes. We yeah. Start there. There's lots of leather and studs and spikes. Yeah. So if you're into that kind of thing, and meth, lots of meth, lots of Fallout meth, which is called Psycho. Was that it? Psycho or Jet? Jet. That's it. See, uh, the thing about Raiders is they're like the one bad guy you're gonna fight who comes at you with a pool cue when you have a when nuke. you have an AR-15 when you have a fucking you assault have rifle a or a missile nuke. launcher. Yeah, and they'll come at you with a <laughs> fucking pool cue. <laughs> And they don't give no fucks because they're high on shit. Pretty much. Uh, there's the Enclave, which is the remnants of the U.S. government run by President Henry Eden, who does turn out to just be a computer. I was going to say, spoiler alert. Yeah. <laughs> He's a robot. <laughs> uh, I guess a lot like our presidents. Hmm. Damn. Okay. <laughs> we get political on this show. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, and Much trendy. <laughs> such trend. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, you, you pretty much run around and you uh, completely forget about finding your dad. And then you remember to find your dad because it's part of the main quest. And you get to walk through, you know, crazy memorials in D.C. Yeah, it's really cool. It's and so the, the lawn. What do they call that? The mall. The mall. You've never, you've you've been to DC yes, once. We've gone over this nine thousand fucking mm. times. Anyway, the mall is just like a giant uh, set of trenches with super mutants and it's a war zone. Dead Brotherhood guys laying around, and, and it hits close great. to home, and it's fucking cool. Yeah, um, we've done, or at least I've done a handful of times, a uh, Fallout pilgrimage up to DC, <laughs> where uh, I've gone and visited a couple things, gone through the me- the metro tunnels. Are a thing that you have to take to get into the city proper, and there's a bunch of ghouls, which are irradiated humans, which are practically rad zombies. That's not my least favorite part of the game, but it's really close. I hated walking around <laughs> underground that whole time. So, so absolutely hated it. Is rad zombie like a post-apocalyptic version of Rom's, Ron Zombie, Rod Zombie, something like Rob that? Rob Zombie? Yeah, you know, I you fucking filthy <laughs> casual. I was trying to make a joke. It wasn't good. No, it was terrible. <laughs> I like metal. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so hardcore. I'm not hardcore. You know that. <laughs> We're going to cover some Rob Zombie movies eventually. Oh, I can't wait. House of a Thousand Corpses, baby. <laughs> so, yeah, that's it's post-apocalypse. It's pretty great. Uh, your dad apparently is just trying to find like clean water for the wasteland. Like Ron how- Zombie. Now, uh, Sorry. I'm going back to that because <laughs> I'm thinking like Ron Jeremy. Like a metal version, <laughs> and it's grossing me out. Like a fat metal head with like lots of chest hair who does porn just creeps on chicks. Is this pre or post apocalypse? Or yes, or yes. both? <laughs> just yes. Also, lots of kinkwear like a raider. <laughs> oh, Moving god. on, proceed. Football gear. Just and imagine everything. the smell. Oh god! Imagine the smell of Fallout in general. I'd rather not. But uh, imagine what a ghoul smells like. But think about that, because the character comes from like a sterile environment. Yeah. Like I mean that's all recycled air. It probably always smells like poop in the vault. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, that's true. Oh God. <laughs> oh God. People never talk about the smell in post apocalyptic places. No, but or like death camps or any of that kind of shit. Except in the book of Eli where he's like I can smell you guys. The only good thing about no soap is yeah. smelling you guys. Well, we won't spoil that one for a yeah. yet. <laughs> yeah, that's actually, that could probably lead to some other things. But, yeah, so a uh, bunch of fun characters. Um, it's uh, it's a, it's a, it's one of those games where your decisions really do affect 
the the game in general. So there's a lot of different pathways. It's it's really a lot of the quests, especially maybe not the main quest as much, but um, it's a lot of different ways to solve problems. It's an open world game and first person. It's the first Fallout game that's a first person shooter. Yeah. Um. So. And, and it doesn't about, do that part very well. Yeah, the thing about <laughs> games like this is that you can have a completely different experience than your friend who's playing at the same time. Exactly, and that's that's really we were what, talking about. Yeah, you know, we we're getting ready for this episode, and we started talking about different side missions. And Neil had some that I'd never played, and I had some that he'd never played. Yeah, it's completely different. And uh, there's also a karma system in this one, which it does extremely well. Which I've played this game probably f- at least five times all the way through. <laughs> How many and times was, are you not? Evil I was a good fuck. guy the first time, <laughs> and I was bad every other time. I can't help it. It's fun being bad. I can't help it. Every time I play a game like this, I always end up being light side, goody goody. I'm like, is that just? Am I just a fucking wet paper bag? Because I yes, yes. But not even in video games can I truly, truly be an evil character. Oh, I can. Because I always like, I always do something. And I go, that that was dumb. Why did I fucking do that? <laughs> I'm gonna name my character Ron Zombie next time. <laughs> Ron Zombie. God <laughs> damn it! I'll never let that go. Or it'll never get let go. Never let them. Uh, <laughs> let it go. Um, Christ. So there are some pretty cool side quests uh, that I think we should uh, talk about. Uh, maybe we can uh, save that for a, a section here later on. But uh, what uh, what are some things that uh, stick out to you about the game? About just in general. I mean, this was the first game that I played that was, like, open world that you could Same. do whatever. Um, Same. You know, it was, it's like living in the real world, but better. Yeah. Because you <laughs> well, you your wanted. consequences matter, but not really. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's still an overarching, like, thing controlling your life, like the lizard people in real life. Yeah. It is the first game I've ever played where you get to annihilate an entire city. Yes. Uh, we were talking about that earlier because there is an option to blow up a city with a nuke. And Neil asked how many times I've done that in the game. And I said, well, dude, how many times do you get to blow something up with a nuke in real life? Of course I'm going to blow it up the fucking game. Yeah, and, and I uh, I didn't do it until I, – I only did it in one of my playthroughs. And that's after, like, you were talking to me about it. Like, I was like, wait, you can actually do that? And you're like, yeah, like, it's a thing you can actually do. I was like, oh, uh-huh. I just thought it was a threat. <laughs> I have done it in 80% of my playthroughs. <laughs> I had no idea that you could actually do it. I thought it was just like, oh, that's kind of a fun idea. And then – like I'd never go through with it, <laughs> you yeah. piece of shit. But uh, that's in general, I guess, a little bit about the game. Um, we'll come back here in a minute and talk about some of our uh, some of the quests that we go through and uh, some of our experiences going through them. Fun facts and trivia. Yeah. All right. So some trivia about Fallout Three. Uh, the first week of publication, it actually beat out the combined chapters of the first two. And it actually had 57% stronger sales than the first week of Oblivion, which launched in Damn. 2006. Damn. From the same company. Granted, I didn't play Oblivion until after playing Fallout 3, so I guess it makes sense. Well, I started with Morrowind. Oh, that's right. You're a... You're I'm a, a TES nerd. Nerd. Yeah. I loved... Don't, don't get me wrong. I love the Elder Scrolls. I just didn't get involved until Skyrim. Fucking filthy casual. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay, uh, so there were a bunch of drug references in the game, and they got cut and changed out. Uh, Australia removed all the animations of the drugs, <laughs> and they made them change morphine to Medex. They don't want you getting drugged today and under, do they? Yeah, why Australia, though? They've got really strong laws against video games. It's fucking weird. Yeah. And that's the land of Mad Max. That is ironic. Uh-huh. Ironic. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. They never released Fallout 3 in India. 
because of Brahmin. Oh, shit. <laughs> Bra- Seriously. I know. It makes sense. Brahmin are a two-headed cattle species. Yeah, they're what the cows game. end up mutating into. Yeah. Because that's how science works. So, yeah, obviously there's the, the cow India thing going on there. but uh, it's also, also the, the name, name of a, Brahmin. Yeah, it's a name of a caste of uh, priests and scholars in the Hindu <laughs> religion. Yikes. Okay. <laughs> yup. <laughs> Uh, Japan, surprisingly or not, took out the whole quest about blowing up the nuke in the middle of a town. There's no Mr. Burke, who is like my one of my favorite characters. He's the guy in Ten Penny Towers. Also, he's pretty much Nigel McEnglishman. <laughs> not, generic. No, Alistair Tenpenny is. That's what I just said. Oh, well, Mr. Burke leads you to Alistair yeah, yeah, Tenpenny. Yeah. They're like the same person. One leads to the other, yeah. Just because we see him in the same room does not mean they're not the same person. <laughs> We don't ever go into their backgrounds, so there's really it could be anything. That's true. They're they're it's implied they're like Satan though, because I played the oh, mission several what? times. The implication is that they're like Satan and a demon, kind of. Whoa! Because their only goal is to blow up Megaton and be rich. Because it's an eyesore. Yeah, he just doesn't like massive it. finger. He's quotes. just a fucking dick. <laughs> That's actually so. Yeah. Whoa! In the Japan version, you cannot ever meet Mister Burke. In Megaton, thus you can't go meet uh, Alistair Tenpenny. Well, you can still go meet Alistair Tenpenny, it just doesn't start that quest. Because you can always go live. So I guess, wait. I don't know if you can. Wow. Yeah, because the only way you can live there is if you blow up Megaton. Mm-hmm. Huh. That's why I had an apartment there every time. <laughs> A penthouse. Mm-hmm. I blew some <laughs> mofos up. Um, that's interesting, man. Uh, a uh, so fun fact that I found. Um, vault Tech, you know, being the whole mad science... Uh, fucker aperture science of the Fallout universe, if you're familiar with Portal, which I don't I'm think not. you are. Nope. Um, originally, I so have Vault- seen the shirt. <laughs> yeah, they're I'm familiar. The popular t-shirts and the cake is a lie. Sure. Um, that's a Portal joke. You don't get it, do you? No. Well. Um, Why would I understand that joke if I haven't played it? Because it's internet famous. But, uh, I've heard it. I don't So Tim Kane, the actual creator of Fallout, wasn't actually sure he was going to make Vault Tech like the crazy science. Is Tim folks. Kane related to Bob Kane? I have no idea. Hmm. Bob Kane of DC. I, he invented Batman. Oh, I don't know. I don't think so. Hmm. That would be an interesting correlation. It would be kind of cool. Yeah. But uh, he didn't know that. He didn't think of the idea of Vault Tech being uh, like crazy science guys and doing all the weird Vault experiments until the beginning of Fallout Two. So Fallout One, they were just Fallout shelters and stuff. Interesting. Um. So I thought that was kind of fun. Also, the inspiration for Vats, because this is the first first-person shooter one and all the other Fallout games is all turn-based, so Vats pretty much makes it turn-based in a weird way, was inspired by the game Burnout's crash mode replays, like all the slow motion shit. Hmm. Yeah, you can play without Vats, though, so. Yeah, you can. Not necessarily. In Fallout 3, it the first-person shooter mechanics work like a dumpster fire, so. Yeah. Okay. You can't even iron sight aim. I learned that the uh, sound that the mini nuke makes when it fires is actually Bethesda's lunch bell. <laughs> <laughs> Which I kind of fucking love. Uh, I always remembered it was some sort of weird bell, but I didn't know that's it was Bethesda's interesting. lunch bell. Yeah. Uh, speaking of sounds, a fun fact I found is the sound you hear when you enter Vats is the combat turn sound from Fallout 1. Yeah, I saw that too. Yeah, which is kind of interesting. Uh, and so all the cars in the game are based on the... Ford concept car, the Nucleon. I did not know that. That was apparently already a thing. Like in the 50s? or I'm going to assume, just yeah. based on the based name on the Ford name. Nucleon. 
that definitely sounds like a 50s thing. Yeah. Um, I uh, Did you know Vault Boy, as he's, uh, you know, he's giving you a thumbs up? Yeah, I know what that means. Yeah, Go ahead. may not actually be giving you a thumbs up. It's a thing they used to teach kids back in the 50s, uh, another rule of thumb, not the one that we all think we know it means. It's that if you see a mushroom cloud in the distance and you can cover it with your thumb, you should be outside of its radioactive or radiation uh, fallout. But if it's bigger than your thumb, you need to get the fuck out. That is also a crock of shit. Oh, but yeah. But it is what they taught you. Yeah. yeah, they also teach you to duck and cover duck on desks. Duck and cover, <laughs> yeah. Duck and cover and praise America and well, renounce, okay. renounce communism. Yeah, that one's good, too. You know, that's the 50s. Uh, Any other cool fun facts you found? I got a few. Um, so when you kill a Mr. Gutsy, his last words are the marching chant from Full Metal Jacket. Oh, my God. Really? Yeah. That's amazing. Oh, I love that. Also, <laughs> you know our buddy McCready from Little Lamplight? <sighs> Do you know what his name is based on? I feel like I should. The Thing, 1982, McCready. Oh, fuck. <laughs> I didn't know it either. Oh, I didn't know that. I never thought about it, but yeah. it's, it's a direct reference to The Thing. Oh, fuck. Yep. I didn't know that at all. That's crazy, And then man. there's a Star Trek. It comes back. Everything comes back to Star Trek. Yeah. Um, when you go on a Nuka-Cola challenge mission, there's a uh, robot that gives you a password for a terminal, and the password is NCC1864, which is the oh. registration number to the U.S. Reliant in Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan. Khan! <laughs> <laughs> I did not even... That's in a Nuka-Cola plant? Yeah. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Those are my funnest of facts. Yeah, I, I can't... I, I was going through my notes here. I don't think I have any funner facts, than, except that almost... Apparently, Fallout was almost entirely derailed by Dungeons and Dragons, because hmm. the uh, the company who was making Fallout One apparently got the rights to make a Dungeons and Dragons based game, and they're like, "Yeah, let's ditch the whole Fallout thing." But oh, you mean kind of how New Vegas was made? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there's a history there. Yeah, there's a, a history repeats itself, I guess. Oh, shit. So maybe the Brotherhood Steel does have something to worry about. Yeah, but uh, cool. Uh, some just a. A fact that I found as well, uh, and we'll probably wrap up fun facts, is that originally when they're designing Fallout 3, they were going to make the downtown D.C. area, like the city area, like twice as big, even though already you get lost as shit down there. Yeah. So they have that in size, and then they realized that the wasteland piece of the Capital Wasteland was not nearly big enough, so they doubled it and added a bunch of fucking shit in there at that point. So I thought it would be kind of interesting if they had inverted that. Uh, made it mostly in the city and just have a little bit on the outside. Well, but the game is 94% tunnels. It is. <laughs> because tunnel snakes it is, rule. Because tunnel snakes <laughs> rule. And that's a great, uh, <laughs> like a good place to uh, end the fun facts. Uh, in a second, we'll come back with some fan theories. All right, fan theories. So I was only able to find a couple of them for Fallout 3. I know there's probably a ton out there. It's a couple more than I could find. Yeah, <laughs> so... The, the first one that I had not heard before is that Fallout 3 is, a lot of fans think, is inside of a simulation. Interesting. And the reason they think that is, is during Fallout 3, there's a number of missions, side missions, and even the main mission, where you go into a simulation. So, like, uh, in that one vault, and That's then true. Operation That's Anchorage. That's like a sci-fi thing. That's yeah. like an Inception type thing. Right, but they say that when the simulation is loading, the screen is almost identical to the one that you... The player sees when you're loading the game from the main menu. Kinky. So fans have put together that the Fallout 3 game is actually a simulation of some part in that Tranquility Lane run by Dr. Brom. 
shit. That crazy dude who's running that shit to death. And they got Qui-Gon Jinn to fucking yeah. do the voice for it. <laughs> Which I thought was kind of... I don't think it makes any sense lore-wise. Uh, I don't know. I kind of like it. But it's a nice little Easter egg that folks have picked up on. Yeah. Apparently enough people picked up on it to... You know, also, I just want to add that this is the most depressing game I think I've ever played. It's, yeah. Because it had a green sepia tone. Yeah. And it's just like, motherfucker, everything yeah, was everything so is sad. Dirt, there's no bright colors. just dirt brown. Well, the only bright it, color is the all plasma green. that you shoot to yeah. kill people. It's all green. And they're like baby strollers with bombs in them yeah. and shit. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. I just remember playing this the first time. And, like, you come across a uh, fucking skeleton in a bed. And I was just like, that is so <laughs> depressing. What the fuck is wrong with this fucking game? Yeah. It's uh, it's really depressing, um, and if it is a simulation, it's just as depressing as real life. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> um, the next fan theory that I've actually heard before when I was looking up things for the for my notes here, and I'm sure you're aware of this as well. I think you've probably heard this is that the Fallout universe and the Elder Scrolls universe are one and the same. I have never heard that. Really? Really? Do so. Tell. Apparently, Tell me every so, so only have a couple notes on this, but um, apparently uh, Skyrim and Elder Scrolls takes place thousands of years, or possibly millions of years after the events of Fallout. Huh. So the world is reset, and that some mutations have developed into magic, like the and shit. Yeah, like you know the beast races and and. Bears and shit have come full circle. Where do those big-ass jellyfish things from Marwin come from? Mutation in the ocean. <laughs> I guess. They do have those fucked-up-looking dolphin, dolphin things. things. in Fallout 4, yeah. <laughs> they don't ever really explain those, and, and I love it. And there's another note, and this isn't Fallout 3, but it's Fallout-based. I'm talking about it anyway. In Fallout 4, when you go to the Brotherhood Dude, of Steel base... Daedric armor, like power armor of some type? Oh, I bet. Whoa. But but in the uh, in the uh, Pridwin, I think it is the airship. Yep, they're growing something. I can't remember what they call it in the game now, but it looks just like Nernroot. Also, it's, sweet rolls are a thing. In both sweet universes. rolls are a thing. Yep. Sweet rolls maintain the the common. <laughs> Let me guess. Someone stole your sweet, sweet roll. roll. <laughs> so that's a fan theory, and that's how that motherfucker got hit right in the knee with an arrow. Someone used vats. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right to the knee. That's why when you're in Skyrim and you're pulling back the bow, you get the feet that slows down time. That's yeah. just Vats. Damn. That's just Vault Assisted targeting System. That's uh that's interesting. Yeah. I thought huh. that was I thought that was it's cool to think about and you're like, oh, I don't know. And then you start looking at some of the things Bethesda kind of throws in both games. Yeah. And you're like, is okay. It, but is the question is is that lazy writing or great writing? There's that fine line. <laughs> <Is> that, <laughs> are they recycling? Is it or insanity or genius? Easter egg <laughs> or lazy? No. no. Well, we don't have to write two stories. We make them all the same one. Yeah, pretty much. But, uh, yeah, those are the only two fan theories that I could find. Let yeah. us know your thoughts on those. But, uh, Z, what was one of your favorite parts or some of your favorite parts of Fallout 3? Well, as a history nerd, I really liked having to uh, go in and steal different items from American <laughs> history. That just... I, I spent a lot of time in museums already. Yeah. And I'm like, I could totally steal this shit. That's really cool. I want that. <laughs> but, uh, you get yeah. to relive at your Nicolas Cage fantasy. Yeah, pretty much. I'm going to steal the, the declaration of it. <laughs> if the apocalypse happens, we're taking a trip up to DC. I mean, with or without the apocalypse. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you get to steal Lincoln's diary, his hat, 
and a John Wilkes Booth poster. Oh yeah, that's for uh, the that's for the slave mission, isn't it? The uh, uh, where you are helping the slaves get like. It's uh, the synth mission. Yeah. What? Don't you? No, no. that guy's in the same room. No, that guy's in Rivet City. Yeah. That's yeah. where. That's the, a different. That's a different whole thing, though. No, See, the guy who gives you the mission is the one who runs the uh, runs the museum in Rivet City. He's not a synth. No, but the guy hangs out in the same place. Roughly. Yeah. I, I associate them. Yeah. But you get to steal um, a phonograph of Lincoln's voice. and Which doesn't thing... actually exist because David Daniel Day-Lewis would have found it when he was doing Lincoln. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. Uh, but the best thing you get out of it is Lincoln's repeater. It's just a forty-four mag with perfect accuracy. One of the best guns in the game. Gangster-ass gun. And you're shooting Lincoln's fucking gun, which is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty good. That's my favorite. Um... I my, some of my favorite parts were really just the writing on a number of the side quests. So you kind of stole my, you know, like I, I literally have my notes. The Nick Cage mission. Oh, Still. fun fact though. Yeah. Most of the video or most of the titles of the missions, the side quests, were fifty songs. I did not know that. Yeah. That's really Ain't interesting. Ain't that a kick in the head? Oh God. Ah. <laughs> Bleeding into New Vegas there. Um, I one of my favorite parts of this game is. Liberty Prime. <laughs> I almost did a Liberty Prime cosplay, but then I got lazy. Yeah, that's that's I just fucking our MO. love Liberty Prime. <laughs> Death is a preferable alternative to communism. But the whole last mission for like the main storyline, the Take It oh, Back mission, so good. was just hearing, watching a giant robot throw nuclear bombs at your enemy, whilst spouting screaming at them about being commies, is. The liberation of Anchorage. <laughs> Death to all Chinese red communists. It, uh, and we're just quoting Liberty Prime. We're saying that, um, but also, <laughs> <laughs> but that was uh, that. That I, I got a, I got a, I got a freedom boner playing that mission. America, fuck yeah. yeah. Um, I also like the karma system. I think they did a really good job with it. I missed the karma system. Yeah, uh, that was really. Good. I think that was something that was. I think it was a they right a choice Vegas to take too, it. Right? It was it was there, but it didn't really matter. Oh no, they had to put they had to put it was voice a acting into four, so they had to get rid of the karma. Ugh. <laughs> I I say that <laughs> as a guy who plays and loves Mass Effect, which is a very similar dialogue tree, but they did it better. Um, as in Mass yes, Effect, no, or sarcastic yes, or sarcastic no, or yeah. <laughs> So I love the karma system because it adds this. It's it yes, it's very light side, dark side. We were talking about this earlier. I think the only game that did karma better was Knights of Knights of the Old Republic. Yeah, those were great. Yeah, or Fable. Fable. Yeah. Fable. Fable did it really well. Fable did a really good system. I especially because your character, it, like both in Coder and in Fable, your character also, fucking changes. To is, be fair, a, a game like Final Fantasy could be better. I've just never played it. <laughs> These are just the games I've played that have good karma. Systems. Fair point. Fair point. Um, but those are some of my favorite parts. What Z was your least little part? fucking lamplight? <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. I don't like children. First of all, I don't either. So the, the setup for the little lamplight was fucking phenomenal too. That's what made it the worst thing. Because you walk into it and you're getting little tidbits about this place you're going to. Yeah. Because it's a it's an old set of caverns with like a pre-war tourist attraction. You're like okay, and you know there's a vault hidden somewhere in it. So you're like. It's pretty cool. I'm going to do this cave cavern thing. Yeah. It's better than the fucking subways I've been in the whole fucking game. 
slightly. You're outside for like 10 minutes of the game going (laughs) there. And then you get there, and it's ruled by little kids. It's beyond Thunderdome, essentially. Yeah. yeah. It's the little kids' society. It's it's Neverland of... uh... It's Children of the Corn. Yeah. Except instead of killing you at 16, they kick you out. Yeah, and they send you to Big Town where you get eaten by super mutants and shit. Unless you're McCready. Unless you're McCready. Our buddy McCready comes back to Fallout 4. Yeah, fuck McCready. I also, the, the big cave in the or the, the middle part of the cave always reminds me of the Ewok village. Yes. Which is. Oh my God, I had the same fucking realization. Yeah, which is the only part of that movie I don't like. Return of the <laughs> Jedi is my jam. It's the best of the OT. I think we're gonna disagree on that, but yeah. I'm I'm in the minority here. I'm aware, but yeah, I, I definitely agree with you. Little Lamplight was a letdown. Um, it, I know this is gonna sound weird, but I when hate people trying to talk to little kids, like yeah. the voice actors, they did because they're great. Don't get me wrong, but just ugh. ugh, yeah, yeah, gross. Um, and in a game that's entirely freedom, like you know, barring a lot of your evil decisions that you yeah, may you want to make kill down the there. Yes. Yeah. You cannot be, you can't live at your Anakin Skywalker fantasies. You can't slay the younglings, and it's bullshit. <laughs> it's, I get it, I do, from a game design standpoint. Then just don't put them in there. Do a Vice City. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but, so my least favorite part. <laughs> you also play as a baby in this game. I just remember that. Yeah, you do. <laughs> so I am a child. So you I should get be able- to literally be a baby in this you, game. You for literally are a baby five for minutes. about five, yeah, five or seven minutes. Yeah. And then you have to decide your whole life as a baby, too. Yeah. <laughs> you pick all your stats. It's very as a Gattaca. Baby. <laughs> yeah. A little bit. <laughs> Jesus. Um, did my, my least favorite parts was uh, before the Broken Steel DLC, which quote unquote fixed a lot of the ending, because hmm. there was a lot of controversy around the ending, was, I'll just say it, the ending was one of my least favorite parts because there were a lot of logic gaps there. Yeah. So, a lot of your companions, like Fox, the super mutant, or. Karen or Sharon, however you want to pronounce it, the ghoul you find in Underworld, which Z never found. I didn't use companions in <sighs> three ever. I was too evil for companions. There are evil companions in this. They weren't evil enough for me. I did bad the shit. The retired raider wasn't evil enough for you? I did some bad shit. Oh, wait, you blew up his town. <laughs> like, Kaisar's Legion was about <laughs> evil enough for me in, in New yeah. Vegas. Yeah. But short of that, I mean, unless you're putting people up on the cross, degenerates like you belong on the cross, Neil. <laughs> <laughs> Wale, glory to Kaisar. Um, but the, there was at the end of the game how it's it requires you to go inside Project Purity, which is this irradiated mess. Oh yeah, that bullshit. And it, it's like no matter how your choices have led up to that point, you have one choice: you have to go in. Yeah, don't send the ghoul or the super. Yeah, mutant don't send the person who literally would would get benefited from going in there. <laughs> no, I have to go in, and I'm and then that's the game where most games. I'm a dick. I'd send the dog. <laughs> <laughs> where so many games at the time were like, no, we can just keep playing the save file even after the main story's been done. Nope, go fuck yourself. It was, we're done. <laughs> so then Broken Steel came back to and be said... To fair, New Vegas did that. Ah, oh, fuck. If you didn't save before Hoover Dam... And I love New Vegas. You just go fuck yourself. You fuck You're... right off. Well, they did the same thing. They had a... Um, I know. One of the extensions, the expansions uh, fixed One it. of the DLCs fixed it, yeah. Because yeah. I think that they've realized is that folks want to keep playing the game even after they actually beaten it especially because there's so many side quests you know what they did they went way too far and they made 76 oh, where you yeah. can't beat it <laughs> it's what is it that like the evolution meme where it's like okay more okay more oh god go back go back yeah it's like the political <laughs> spectrum that just like keeps pendulums far on yeah. one side or the other 
Yeah. yeah, we'll get the 76 at some point, maybe. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe. But uh, that was. Uh, we'll uh, do 76 when they send us a canvas bag. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't know, Google it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Fallout 3. Um, I love this fucking game, man. It's a pretty great game. It's got good replay. Yeah. I'm, it's hard to. Pl- okay, if you're going to start the Fallout games. You can skip one and two because they're really not the same thing. In full candor, we did. We yeah, skipped they're, them. They're not the same thing as the rest of them. No. But do not play New Vegas before you play three. Agreed. In Fully fact, agreed. play three first. Yeah. Do not play New Vegas or four before you play three. I'm going to say this, though, that New Vegas is superior. New Vegas is the best Fallout game. Agreed. Absolutely. And yeah. There's maybe three or four people in the world who disagree, and they're wrong. <laughs> but... New Vegas is the best one, and you won't be able to play three if you play New Vegas first. Yeah. And a lot of people it's, like four because it's so different, but you won't be able to play three yeah. if you play four first. I, I, feel, so play I, feel, three I first. feel it's like playing Skyrim before playing Oblivion. That was my curse. Yeah. I, it, I could see why that would fuck you up. Yeah. Because I've tried I've tried to show you Morrowind a few times, and that's yeah. real hard. And, and, I get, and I totally appreciate that. It's that's so sort of old. Um, I totally get it. Especially like uh, it's it's almost like trying to get kids to play like Jedi Outcast, Tetris, Tetris, <laughs> or Pong. <laughs> it's it's like I played Oblivion with assault rifles, so I can't play Oblivion without assault rifles. You know? Yeah. But uh, if you haven't played Fallout, please go play it. Let us know your thoughts. Um, I don't want to set the world on fire, Z. Damn. <laughs> okay. Well, that's a great place to end. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you guys next week. All right, guys. Well, thanks for listening to The Fluent Nerd. Uh, join us next week. Poverty and greed. Greed. <laughs> you, can, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at The Fluent Nerd. I got iBot Z in the back. If you like what you heard, please leave us a five-star review uh, somewhere, wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, also, tell your friends about us. Seriously, uh, text one or call one right now. Uh, shout if you happen to be in public. Just uh, let people know about us. Like our buddy, Three Dog. Oh! <laughs> you can send us your feedback, show ideas, or behind-the-scenes stories to thefluentnerd at gmail.com. We want to give a very special thanks again to our musical talent, Sean Ryan. Please catch him on Instagram, SoundCloud, and Facebook. Again, that is Sean Ryan. Thanks, you guys, again for listening, and we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Three Dog, out. <laughs>